Welcome to the Fishers of Men podcast, brought to you by us at So Much Media. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. I'm Laura Samara Sands. This podcast is about relationships and your walk with Jesus. It's about the true stories of Christian men and women's struggles with chastity, sex, marriage, and relationships in a post-Christian culture. Fishers of Men. This is Laura Sams, and I am broadcasting from Monterey, California, where I am sitting with my husband, Derek Sams, and uh, our two friends, Ben and Ronnie Moulton, who just got married last April, and Derek was actually part of their wedding, so it was fun to meet them then. I just wanted to bring them on because we are a dating podcast, and their story is interesting because they actually met online. So, Ben and Ronnie, can you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Ben, and this is my beautiful wife, Ronnie. Hi, I'm Ronnie. <laughs> um, and you guys both live here in Monterey. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. I've been in the Army for just over six years. I went to the Defense Language Institute here, along with Derek. And uh, when I first arrived here, I met Ronnie. Um, we had found each other online and decided we should meet up for coffee and get to know each other. And I've been here for about five years, and I'm a public health microbiologist. When I was when I first started my program to train for my position was when I when I met Ben. Cool, and we'll definitely get into all of that a little bit. So. Just first off, how did you think about online dating prior to actually <laughs> doing it? Like, can you tell me a little bit about your history of, have you done it before? Was this like the first one and just worked out? Or had you done it before as far as dating other people that you met online? I had done it before. Okay. I, had, I had dated online before briefly and didn't have best luck with it. And the second time when I decided to, was probably six months after, I decided to try it again and I looked at it as just another avenue of meeting people, and it, it led to Ben. So. And what app was it? Plenty of Fish. Okay. Uh, my first time using a, an online dating service was using Match. You know, you see all these ads on, on Facebook and other sites, and I thought there, there's no way that it can be as easy as just signing up and meeting people. So really, I, I did it as like, it was a free trial. I was curious. <laughs> And, you know, I tried it out for probably four or five months. And then uh, I discontinued it. And my sister, who had met her husband on plentyoffish.com, she suggested I try it too. She said, you know, you, you know you can read people pretty well by how they present themselves online. And you, you kind of get a read on people. So you might do okay. You know, you might meet someone who you actually like. So it was just, again, on a whim it led to Ronnie. And we, we talk about this now where we didn't put too much clout into right. online dating. So it wasn't, yeah, when we first, on both of our sides, it was like, okay, I'm ready to date and I want to meet people, mm-hmm. right, to get to know. And this is just an avenue of doing that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, oh, I'm, I'm here to meet my soulmate or, you know, that kind of thing. It was, right. okay, well, let's meet and then, you know, take it from there. And that's, 
really what happened with our relationship. And even in the profile, it gives you an option of what are you here for, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think we had said, you know, just meet people to date and, and that kind of. What were the kind of options they gave you? Oh, wow. Uh, for that that for specifically, because it's, was it solely just plenty of fish? I mean, you said match, mm-hmm. but were you just solely on plenty of fish? I was only on plenty of so fish. So what kind of options were there? Because clearly plenty of fish is religiously affiliated. Is that not it true? It is not, no. actually. No. no. Um, no I, I had tried, because there is a, an online Christian-based dating site that I had tried. I, I forget the, is christianmingle.com. Right. That okay. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I took a look at it, and it, it was not for me. <laughs> okay. What, what was not for you? There, well, there's a selection of maybe like four or five gentlemen around the same age group, and <laughs> not... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just not, not for me. And <laughs> got it. And so I, when I went on Plenty of Fish, you know, I made sure, you know, my profile said I was Christian and that I was looking for other Christians. And part of my story of finding Ben was, you know, I had really declared for myself that my standard is a Christian man. Yeah. And and I, I wasn't gonna date or or spend any time on anything or on on any lower standards. Um, but that that was my standard is, was to date someone who right. was Christian and had a love for the Lord. How much of that did you have on your profile? Um, I had, because it asks, you know, what uh, religion you are, and so I put in Christian. And I, I, it, I didn't have a whole lot of that on my profile, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But um, I did look for, you know, matches that who, who were Christian. And so mm-hmm. when Ben came along, it was like, all right, hey. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah. Maybe I don't remember this right, but was there an option on how important is this category to you? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 Well, sorry, back. I know we went on a tangent a little bit. My original question of what were the other options? So right. it was a non-religiously affiliated app. I imagine there was all sorts of, <laughs> I don't know, anywhere from like booty calls yeah. to just like exactly. a marriage or yeah. whatever, right? right? So what were some funny or not funny oh, <laughs> like wow. options that... You could have chosen. You'd be you'd be amazed, like how the comments that being a woman on that profile, and mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I definitely caution women doing something like this of understanding that it can be dangerous and that mm-hmm. you, you you don't meet random people mm-hmm. um, in a private place, anything sure. like that. Um, and I, I was also very careful about what pictures I posted of myself. Right. So um, everything was from my neck up, nothing yeah. nothing lower. And I, I definitely had some emails, some really creepy messages mm-hmm. my way. And mm-hmm. I was totally a mom about it. I would let them know that's not an okay way to talk to girls. Nice. And nice. <laughs> I love help it. them out is yeah. the way that, that, that I always saw it. So it's fantastic. Well, Mary actually isn't here today, but she and she said this on our podcast before, but she literally put on her profile after getting a bunch of just various comments and mm-hmm. and different kinds of like just such disrespectful things mm-hmm. like she put on a profile i will yes i practice my faith because she's catholic mm-hmm. and no i will not have sex with you mm-hmm. it, just plainly setting that saying that and people still would like either because they were intrigued or maybe it was just this factor of like well maybe can i get you to like slip up or you know mm-hmm. i don't know there's something about that that's intriguing on either side mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. either they want to try to get you into bed or they're like oh I really also take my faith seriously. So it, it, it's such a gamble, even though mm-hmm. you set your standards straight, right. you still have to filter, which of course is frustrating. I think that's just true in the real world, period. And and that never, I mean, obviously never came up with our interactions. And right. 
And I, I think I actually messaged Ben first. Like, he was the only guy that I actually reached out to message first. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get Ben's take on this because I spent some time with your sister mm-hmm. right before the wedding, mm-hmm. and she was saying how she was the one that had to mm-hmm. kind of persuade you to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, this one, you have to date this one, right? Like, what, what was your side of this story? So, like you said, my sister, she had been on the on the dating website previously, and she still had her profile, not not to continue dating, of course, but... It was just um, up. It was just up. And so she could also, you know, be a second set of eyes, second set of ears, give me her her opinion, which I, which I value quite a bit. She's my older sister. She's very smart. So when I wasn't looking, she might online and look through some profiles and say hey I think you might be interested in this woman or <laughs> you should you know give this one a look etc so she had pointed Ronnie out to me and it was the same day that Ronnie I think sent like a poke or a wink or whatever one of those haters are on the website says hey I'm I'm here I'm looking at your profile you know without it actually being a message you know it was like an emoji or something like that <laughs> So yeah, Ronnie had sent me one of these. My sister had pointed Ronnie out to me, and I thought, yeah, yeah, she looks, she looks great actually. Um, I, I'd love to send her a message. And when you say she looks great, it was also her profile. It wasn't just her picture. Exactly. It was like the whole. No, package. she presented herself very well, <laughs> both in how she described herself, her interests, her passions, her job, her appearance, and you know those are all things that I take into account. You know, just as she said, she was very careful about what photos she put up. So. I was able to acknowledge what she was presenting, also what she wasn't showcasing, as, as some right. profiles will do. Right. So, you know, that that appealed to me, too. That's great. So I want to pause here before we go mm-hmm. too much else into your story. But prior to this moment in time where you were finally okay with going online, dating, you finding each other's profiles, what was, if you don't mind, and you don't have to go into super detail about it, but what was kind of your history of dating before that? Were you dating a lot? Were you meeting people? Were, like, what was just kind of the climate of how you were going about looking for a mate? Oh, your oh. question. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know, I had a, a girlfriend in high school. I had a girlfriend in college. I was definitely more about finding meaningful, long-term relationships. And when it didn't work out, that happens and you move on. And assessing myself, seeing if I was in a place to be in a relationship or not. Like when I was... Uh, getting ready to go on deployment. So for me, it was a few relationships, far between, meaningful. It wasn't It wasn't so much about, you know, just casual dating. It wasn't just like, oh, Friday night, it's, I go out with uh, this woman, next Friday, it's that woman. It's, it was more about finding that one person without putting all that pressure on it at the same time. Right. So kind of keeping that in intention, you know, keeping a balance between the two. So you were definitely looking for something more substantial. You weren't someone to just go to wherever you might be and see spot somebody mm-hmm. and just ask a bunch of different girls out. I mean, because uh, I want to I want to make clear that it's not that I think that is wrong. Like, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. some guys, that's what they do. Like, they ask a lot of girls out and just kind of see. I think, uh, and we've said this on the podcast before, it's about the boundaries that you set. Because mm-hmm. you can date, you can, you can go to lunch or dinner with a few people, but then that's where it ends. Like, I, I don't condone just, like, messing around with somebody physically and then, you know, the next night it's somebody else. Like, I obvi- obviously would not condone that. But, but just to get a sense of where each of you were at once you went to online dating, I think it's important to establish because I think 
even though it's more accepted now, I think there's still the stigma. It, it's very little, but I think there's still like, oh, that's the quote unquote last option, which I'm finding just as I'm talking to people, especially around our age, because we're post 25 and it's becoming more and more prevalent. And I want it to not have the stigma of being the, the last thing you do, because you can certainly meet anybody anywhere. And it's just what you do after that. So just getting a context of where you were in your dating life. So you were looking then uh, for something more substantial mm -hmm. and you had always been in kind of relationships and not casual dating. That's right. what you're saying. Okay. And then Ronnie? And probably about the same for me. I, I, was, I never had that casual dating type of attitude. Well, when I was ready to start dating, and I, I just mean like ready, like I, I was in this place in life where I had just moved to Monterey and I had really great roommates and housemates and um, really enjoying my life and growing spiritually within my church mm -hmm. and and really happy with where I was. And, and I felt like I had learned a lot about dating and how I wanted to date and who I wanted to date and what I wanted out of that. And that's that was probably around the time we had met. And when, when I talk about we didn't put too much pressure on it, it, it was like, like, yes, I want to find that person that's that that's that's my soulmate that's my husband I, I want to find that person um but I don't want to put so much pressure on right. that first date that second date that it smothers that out and I was in this really great place of of enjoying life enjoying where I was and wanting to share that and and kind of venture out and and meet people and, and explore that option of life yeah one of the things that we talked about was on the website it asks you what are you looking for? And and there were these two options that didn't like really where we were fell in between the two of these options, which was casual dating and the other one was you know long term commitment. We thought, well, you know, if if we have a an easy relaxed date and it's we decide that this is someone that we want to invest more time in and and see more often and you know go and do other activities, then then yeah, it'll it'll turn into that. Um, and there wasn't like a, a box you could put a check mark in for that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But we and talked I, I about loved it. it. I loved it because it was no awkwardness. It was, let's meet for coffee. Yeah. And, okay, that's non-committal and not scary at all. Like, you know, and then the, the next week it was like, let's meet for breakfast. <laughs> and we definitely had like a friendship type dating situation for the first three weeks, I think, before we went on like a real like dinner date kind mm -hmm. of scenario, nice. which was a good workup because there was no pressure of, oh, this has to be very romantic with the right. candlelight dinner, even though I may not feel that for right. you right now. And so it was, let's get to know each other and figure that out. And then Ben just, he took the reins and really, really worked and, and led the dating process. That's great. Yeah. That's a good point because you're leading up into, as you were saying, a dinner date. Because I feel like a dinner date seems on a different, it seems like it would be more pressure. Because yeah. for some reason, there is this thing about romance in a dinner date. But if you work up to that from coffee to breakfast, I think that's actually a really great idea. Mm -hmm. If you didn't already know each other in a friend context prior to meeting. Yes. Um, it left me wanting more. left me wanting um, to see him more and learn more about him and know more about him. So it sounds like, I'm, I'm guessing Ben too, but because Ronnie said this outright, you were just kind of in a place that you just felt good about where you were in life and you're, you were comfortable in your
your singleness, where you were in your growth in mm-hmm. loving God and all of those things, mm-hmm. like spiritually and all of those things. So I think that's just a generally good thing to have for anybody wherever you are, whether you mean to online date or just go into relationship. I mean, I think I agree. The, that's right. the important thing is to be comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. as who you are because you're not going to find somebody to complete you. That's right. absolutely right. Right. Which I think has always been the misconception about romance in our day. Can I ask then, what made you go to online dating specifically? I think my housemates. Okay. So I had a housemate that was trying it out, and they said, Ronnie, you need to do this. You need to try this okay. out. And so it was just, it was lighthearted and like, all right, here we go. And yeah, I think my housemate. So it was more of a social aspect within the house okay. um, than anything else. I Which think. you, I mean, yeah. I remember those housemates. You had a group sharing this one house together, mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of you that were really close. Mm-hmm. They had this cool kitchen space where you'd all have parties together and everything. So I think it was yeah. important. <laughs> I can see uh, how they it, can grow out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's community. Like you were saying, you have to be smart about who you're meeting online. I mm-hmm. mean, it, people Absolutely. are crazy out there. But I think in any context of dating, online or otherwise, let people know who the person is, what's going on, be safe about it, let people know where you're going, all those things. I'm curious as to timeline from how long it was from when you first talked online Mm -hmm. to when you first met for coffee and then finally a dinner date. Oh yeah. So this, this is an important aspect of our relationship because I was, I was leaving Colorado. Um, it took me about three days to drive from, from Denver to Monterey. And, uh, the, the weekend before I left had to be, I can't remember the date exactly, but I, I had to be there on July 15th in order to report. And almost exactly a week prior to that, Ronnie and I found each other online. I sent her a message saying, I'm going to be there in a week. Would you like to grab coffee that Saturday morning? You know, something really easy. And yeah, when she said yes, that, that was it. So then I made my way to Monterey. And then that Saturday, we, it was, that was July 20th. I always say he was hedging his bets. I wasn't, but <laughs> it, it was important to me that there wasn't a long distance relationship for an extended period of time, you know, mm-hmm. because I just, I just wanted to introduce myself in person. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I'd been in a relationship mm-hmm. where a lot of it was long-distance emailing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there are advantages and, and disadvantages to that. You can express yourself exactly the way that you want. You can craft a right. correspondence to someone. And then when you meet, you can, without, without intending to be deceptive or anything, but you're a little less polished and maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. So yeah, it it was important to me to introduce myself, set a time that we could meet, and then go from there. Right. Yeah, I I always think that's best. Well, that is a good segue into this other question of, like, what were your thoughts going in? What were the kind of apprehensions you had Mm -hmm. about meeting this person that you've only known in an online profile? Because I'm assuming you didn't call each other prior to this. You didn't, like, talk on the phone or anything like that. So it really is just this, like, virtual profile that you're seeing of this other person and it, you didn't know if it, this person was crazy or not you know so you met in a public place for coffee very intentional about when and where so what were other things going in of your thought process of I don't know warnings from other girlfriends or to your sister perhaps I don't know of right before 
meeting for the first time in person. I thought he was Spanish. <laughs> what? I, I thought you said you thought I was Italian. Or like yeah, something Latino. Latino. Something Latino. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just come were... back from Afghanistan, so I was very tan. <laughs> I was just sporting a, <laughs> uh, some some scruff. Yeah, this picture where you had this really great scarf and these this curly hair and, <laughs> and very wow. tan, and I was like, oh, he's Spanish. <laughs> and it says his profile says he was six one, and I was like, oh, he's probably lying about. That can't be true. And I remember when I, so I, we both got to the coffee shop, I think about the same time. I saw him pull up in his Jeep, and then I parked at a, on a street adjacent from where he where mm-hmm. he parked. And so I, I saw him go in. I was like, oh, he's definitely, did, he definitely didn't lie about his height. <laughs> ben doesn't lie oh, about hey. <laughs> Well, she didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> but very cool. What, anything else? You're just like, what well, about you? Well, I'm shy. So, yeah, just that, you know, uh, introducing myself online, you know, took, took a little bit of courage on my part. But, you know, my sister was an encouragement, you know, just like Ronnie's housemates were an encouragement to her to you know, go and try this out. So I thought, what the heck, why not? And it was, it was just that simple. Yeah. So that, yeah. that first meeting you said was like around July 20th? It was, it was, on, it was on July, July 20th. 20th. Yeah. Okay. And how yeah. long was it until you guys officially said that you were dating? At would you say two months? About two months. You know, we, we go back and forth about this because we used to, so right when the relationship started, we were very good about remembering what we did each weekend. Each event, yeah. And then there just came a point when all of that started to get a little confused, lazy, because a certain amount of time had passed. And all right. together. Exactly. But I would, I would mm-hmm. say about two months is, is probably right because it was about three weeks until we went on our, like, our dinner date. And then I was like, okay, I could date this guy. Right. <laughs> and around that point, you know, we had told each other, okay, you're the only person I'm dating. It's just me and you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm only dating. And I think that was the point where yeah. we were, like, officially dating. Okay. Okay. So that might, have, that might have been maybe a month out, actually. Prior to exclusivity, was there just an understanding that you may or may not be casually seeing somebody else? Was that ever in it, question or but, discussed? Well, because we were, we were both on the website. And there was someone I had been talking to, but mm-hmm. not to the extent that Ben and I. And right. As we progressed, it, it was, okay, I really want to date this person. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, let, you know, let the other person know I'm talking to someone else. Right. And, you know, you know, thank you, but right. I'm, I'm going in this direction. And, and which was fine because it was only talking. It wasn't, you know, we had it. Yeah. It's not like we'd been on like four or five dates and then yeah. figure that out. So. Yeah, same for me. I definitely had a, a a threshold for when I was going to say, okay, I've, I've been dating Ronnie for this long. It's definitely leading somewhere, so I'm going to make sure that she knows that mm-hmm. I'm I'm not looking I'm not looking for anybody else. Now, did you broach that subject first? Were we you? Did. I did. You did. Oh, That's me. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are certain things that you know I, I still consider are my responsibility. You know, uh, being being the man in, in the relationship. Yeah, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to go first. You know, I'm going to say, I like you, and I'm not, I'm not dating anyone else. I'm not talking with anybody else. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Am I the same as you? So, yeah, I, I tried to take ownership of that. And he did. He, he definitely did take ownership, and he definitely led the dating process with us. Um, I had read a book. It's called The Rules. Oh, my, yeah, yeah, no, my, um, we interviewed a couple that was newlywed about a year ago. They did an episode called Money and Marriage.
like she was she was talking about that book. Okay. She keeps trying to give it to me at church in April. She keeps uh. saying like I'm gonna I'm gonna give this to you, but she keeps <laughs> and I don't re- recommend like everything from that book. But you know, definitely a friend had handed it to me, and I you know, would look through it. And so during this dating process, some of it is actually very helpful. Right. Um, one of those things is you don't accept a Friday or Saturday yeah. night date before Wednesday. Yeah. And yep. Ben yep. called me, like, we had our date on Saturday. Ben, huh. Ben, I think you actually, you called me, or, no, you called me on Tuesday and asked me for a second date, like, on a Tuesday. It, it must have been a Tuesday afternoon or evening, though. Yeah, I think it was evening. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. And so, so I was like, all right, so he's within those rules. So he definitely took Did he know the lead? No. Okay, no. so you were just like, okay. He just didn't want to make me wait too long. We that's totally weird. broke that rule for our first date, then. Because it was, uh, I think I was talking to you on a Friday night about going... The next day, actually, Saturday. For which date? The very first date on Star Wars Day 2013. Oh, maybe that's why it didn't work out the first time. Yeah, I don't maybe know. So. <laughs> I don't really. It wasn't really. I think, so. I think it was just a day or two before. Yeah. That's funny. I don't know. I'd have to go back to my time. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, that's interesting because I remember Derek definitely took initiative. It was the day. Yeah, it was it was getting that sense like you know when you know and it's like I wanna I want to spend time with this person yeah. more and he hadn't brought it up yet but it, I remember the same day that he came over to talk to me about us becoming something it was that same day like an hour before another guy that I was just hanging out with but mm-hmm. he seemed to I, I suppose like me more than I realized mm-hmm. called me also to asked me to go on a date like now officially moving from friendship to like I want to be clear about it which I appreciated but then I but this was before him and I actually talked actually I, I think I'm gonna go with this other guy I didn't say that but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it was just it it's funny because had it been maybe two months prior I might have went the other way but mm-hmm. he just came right on time it seemed well and and actually going back to that there's something really important about that honesty of being able to tell that person thank you but i'm i want to move in this direction because that was similar for me to where even though it was just talking it was you know thank you but i want to move in this direction and you should know i'm talking to this person and 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 people can respect that Mm -hmm. and typically respond well to that if you do it politely i think too yeah yeah and then it kind of avoids a lot of long-term heartache in both parties because I think women also need to be aware of this, of who they're stringing along. I hate that term. But men and women can totally be accused of that. And then sometimes you can be accused of that without even realizing that you're yeah. doing mm-hmm. it, you know. And I think part of the reason why we have this podcast is because men and women just don't know how to move forward in a direction of relationship because we've been taught to do this casual dating, this hookup culture that we've all kind of grew up in that era. And we don't do it intentionally, but it's in our mind like, oh, I don't have to commit. And it's such a weird tension to live in that space because maybe you do want to move in direction with with somebody, but you also don't want to ruin the friendship or whatever it may be, or you're too scared to take the risk. But I loved what Dan, my brother-in-law, gave Derek um, as far as advice about like men and women well you probably can explain this better about how um, men yeah, and he women... said you shouldn't worry about trying to protect that friendship because eventually probably one of you is going to get married yeah and one way or the other your friend your relationship is going to change yeah so his, his advice was if you don't pursue that relationship with her 
somebody else. She'll marry somebody else, and you'll, you still won't be the friends you are now. So you might as well try and yeah, move that well way yourself. Sense. And I mean, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but at least you know. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think the thing about our culture and our generation is this whole thing about risk. Like, we just mm-hmm. don't want to risk love or hurt because mm-hmm. of love. Anyway, that's a whole other op- episode. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of protecting your heart. and Yeah, and yeah. there's a way to do that. Because right. I do believe in protecting your heart and making wise decisions. What I was saying earlier about just drawing boundaries. I think that's just something that we just don't know how to do in our generation. I think specifically that like Christians need to be the examples of this. Because, again, you can date a few people as long as there's an understanding about boundaries. Right. You're not going to go make out with a bunch of people. You might go have coffee or maybe even dinner, but you're not going to cross any boundaries of intimacy too soon unless it's going somewhere. And even then, like I've said this many times on our podcast, but but Derek, you're not going to say I love you and we're not going to kiss until we know that there's some sort of understanding of more more serious. And we didn't kiss until we got engaged. Literally. Literally the (laughs) second that we got engaged, yeah. decided was worth to continue pursuing if i may ask I like that in perked up and smiled and looked at the, it was this beard right it was this beard <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely <laughs> which he didn't have that yeah which he didn't have because he was here for yeah <laughs> she saw potential though <laughs> i did well you know there's a calmness about ben mm-hmm. that's something i i had never known or seen in another person or or a man that was potential for someone for me to date Mm -hmm. he has this calmness everything's okay he actually relaxes me just being around him (laughs) and and just that that almost that mystery of that of what that is that's essential (laughs) stay mysterious guys stay mysterious certainly drew me into him wonderful and then so everything that, that Roni used to describe herself, she just looked like my match. And, and I don't know how, how I can like, unpack that, except that, you know, I think our, our temperaments are well aligned. I think you know, we enjoy the same amount of activity as we do, you know, just relaxing on the couch and, you know, camping in front of the TV for a while. We love to cook. Oh, my goodness. Mm. That, that is definitely one of our, our biggest passions. So... When, when you're cooking together, when you're doing any activity together, you do learn about the other person. So that's why it was really great to see what her interests were. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm interested in the same things. And we can definitely you know, go and see a movie or walk on the beach or you know, talk about volleyball, frisbee, softball, whatever. Go hiking. And we can do these things we enjoy and at the same time learn about one another. Mm-hmm. What do we value? Who are our family members? What is important to us? More than just, you know, what do you do for work and what do you do in your free time? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's learning about how each of us, you know, looks at the day, looks at life, how we see ourselves. You know, I got to see a little bit of that and how she presented herself. And, and all of that was exactly how it turned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's very <laughs> sincere. She, she doesn't, she's not deceptive. She's absolutely <laughs> truthful and straightforward and yeah that you know of i'm just kidding <laughs> oh yeah she could be a spy i don't know 
you know, we didn't we didn't have to know everything about yes. each other right away. And that's something I loved about us getting to know each other. There was, was no rush to get to know was, each other. And it was this weird, it was kind of weird of just, just knowing that, you know, we had time. And so I didn't have to know everything about him within the first week that we were dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed <clears throat> the process of learning little bits about him as we went. I think that's important because I feel like there's this franticness about, mm-hmm. like, am I going to spend the rest of my life with this person? I have to know everything right yeah, away. Yeah. But I think the more productive way to date is to learn about a person's character. And how do you learn about a person's character that will carry throughout probably the rest of their lives versus other things is spending time with them, seeing how they react to certain situations, figuring out their temperament, seeing how you gel. I think there is a certain level of knowing one another that is different after you start living with each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's been oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, but I think it, that's a great point to just learn about one another slow and with without any haste. You know, there's, there's time. If you mean to spend the rest of your life, there is really no urgency to it. So I think that's really good advice. Just but along with that, just you guys did know the most important things. Like knowing that mm-hmm. you shared those main values and knowing that this was a good person, a believer, someone that you could connect with. Right. And then went from there. So you established that starting point and knew that you would continue to learn. Exactly. Because I think mm-hmm. just as people will sometimes feel that franticness of knowing where they can commit and know all this stuff right away, sometimes we want to emotionally invest too soon before we know mm-hmm. anything, before mm-hmm. we even know those most important things, or we mix it up and learn all these other little things. I'm like, oh, this person is my soulmate because they like the same music, but you don't right. share the same values. Right. Can yeah. I speak in, in particular to this exactly? Because I remember you did a podcast on masculinity. Mm-hmm. You, oh, yeah. Derek, you were a guest. And in, <laughs> in the latter half of the of the interview, Mary Ashley, your, your co-host, co-host yeah. Yeah, I think she was talking about either her or her friend had an online profile and these guys would come on and say, oh my gosh, I'm in love with you. I looked at your profile and everything about you is exactly what I'm all about. And yeah, there's that franticness. Like, I wonder if guys feel that pressure because of whether the number of men and women in the dating arena right now or because life goes fast and you have to present yourself in like 30 seconds, like right. most reality shows. My goodness. Yeah, um, we're all the elevator pitch that you had. To exactly. So I, I, I just, you know, I was listening to that and I was saying, yes, you know, that's, that's such a, there's a pressure to do that. But if you can refrain, if you can restrain yourself, if you can, you know, keep that social constraint in place about, you know, I'm just going to introduce myself. Mm-hmm. I'll present myself well, but I'm not going to give you my life story, you know, in oh, one yeah. little, yeah. Uh, one giant message, yeah. you know. Because it, it's so curated online as it is. Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, whoever has seen the movie, like, Swingers, you know, right. first he makes two mistakes uh, when he's calling that, that one woman, um, <laughs> called her too soon. And I was really careful about that. I didn't want to call too soon. <laughs> call before Wednesday. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and I also didn't want to, you know, like Ronnie said, I didn't want to, you know, say too much. It's not that I'm holding back, you know, secrets or anything. I just, I've got time. Mm-hmm. We've got time. And, uh, you know, there's there's a natural tempo to that that's oh, really yeah. important. So, you know, I've always said it's all about timing and chemistry. Mm-hmm. And this was this was the time that timing and chemistry for us was, was just right. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, it's, um, it's okay if those those big things, you know, faith and and places where you are in your life, 
don't match up. And to give yourself that freedom of, I don't have to be everything that this person wants to be. This is who I am. And if those things don't match, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's, it was so wonderful when, you know, meeting Ben, and you know, like, okay, this is right. It was because Ben, it wasn't because Ben had all these check marks and was good at this and good at that and cooked an amazing vodka penne, right? <laughs> um, and that helps. Yeah, <laughs> But, definitely you know, helps. Ben was a right fit. He was a right, mm-hmm. the right person for me. And, and that was so eye-opening to me because in my previous dating experience it was okay this person fits this check mark and then you know I fit that check mark and those kind of things it, was, it wasn't a tally it was you were a good fit for me mm-hmm. I'm gonna pause you right there mm-hmm. the information all at once oh right yeah, we're, we're a little bit too much too soon, much too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ben's right fit it's not so much that he's I mean he's he is a great guy it's not because he is a great guy it's because he's a good fit for me and he's a we, we, we took time to get to know one another. It wasn't, yeah. you know, all at once, all up front, everything. And then, you know, what do you talk about the mm-hmm. the next date? Yeah. You know, it was just... Um, so I want to see you more. I yeah. I want to see you again. And, and going back to what you said about, you know, why did we decide on, you know, this is the time or this is the context in which I'm going to, you know, try this dating thing. This was the first time in a long time that I knew that I was going to be in one location for at least a year. I had a fair income because of the army I was occupied with school and it was stable and so all right here's a stable situation in which I can you know find those times that I can uh, relax and pursue a friendship or relationship and there's time to cultivate that there's time to um, you know present myself you know over that time and and, you know make a you know make a good shot of it Mm -hmm. Did that have any bearing at all in your decision, Ronnie, about pursuing a relationship with Ben in terms of his, the possibility of him maybe not staying here? Because you said you knew that you would be here for at least a year, mm-hmm. which to me implies that you might have been going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Was the was meeting Ronnie a decision maker in, in staying here? Or like how did you guys work that out as a yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is which, which is fine. We did a we did a um a episode on lo- long distance relationships a while ago, and our my friend who was on was just like, never do it unless you know that you're one of you is going to move to the other person. Because obviously, then what's the point, right? But um, at that point, you Ben were kind of like a free agent. You mm-hmm. could have ended up anywhere, mm-hmm. right? So you met Ronnie, and then. Ronnie, knowing that he was in the army, how soon did that come up as far as, or was it just implied that, hey, we're dating, I'm here to, like, I don't know, how did that come up? I think it goes back to, you know, what we were saying, like, stages of dating, and we didn't put too much pressure on, you know, we we were dating with the intentions of marriage, but without the pressure of, we're dating right now, and it's going to determine whether we're getting married or not. Right. So it was... You know, the stages of dating, it's, okay, we've been dating for a month, and this is really going great, I want to see you again, and, you know, we, we definitely have that goal in mind, but let's not put so much pressure on that, that it's, that it can hinder. So, right. I, I, I do remember thinking about that, and we did work through that of, you know, well, he, he might be leaving, he might not be, and there was a point where, you know, 
it's Ben. And <laughs> I want to date this guy. I want to see him more. I want to pursue this. And, you know, I, I really have this trust that, you know, if he, if, if things did work out with us and he did have to move, that, you know, he was somebody I would be willing to, if we were to get married, move. If you needed to. If I needed to. Absolutely. Because, Ronnie, you said you were here for how long? You were kind of established here. I had been there. I had been in Monterey for a year. Okay. I've been to Monterey for a year. So not very long. So I was still kind of mobile, too. Okay. Um, I don't have, you know, family here or, Mm -hmm. you know, roots tied, um, except for work, obviously. Mm -hmm. But but that was still way too soon to even consider, you know, moving somewhere. It was the, the quality of the relationship that made the risk worthwhile. And for me, it was it was as simple as I'm I'm a reservist. I'm in the reserves, and they say, you know, if you want to move, you can. You just have to find a unit um, in which to land, and you make the the transfer, and it works out. And that's that's what it was in my case. Because um, there was a point you were deciding whether you were going to stay mm-hmm. or go back to Colorado. Yeah, because I I love transition. Colorado. It's beautiful right. there, and you know, lots of opportunities. But Ronnie's not there, so I stayed. Mm. See, that's great. That makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> but I think those things happen when you, you make it happen and you make mm-hmm. it work. You know, if Ben had to go to Colorado, I, I really do trust that we would have figured it out. You know, either I would have found a job in a little apartment in Colorado and would have figured it out. Because there's some risk and there's commitment. There, you mm-hmm. have to make right. a decision to do both kind of at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like I committed enough to risk needing to move or I need to risk losing you as a friend if we're going to make you know like right either way you're going to have to risk something for it to be worth i I think for something that's worth it you needed and you know speaking to that it was just easier for me to stay because say if if ronnie chose to move to denver that means she's uprooting out of her her current job she's plugging to the you know california Mm -hmm. uh, county system and Mm-hmm. And me, you know, there's there's nothing there that I'm specifically going back to. So I, I came out here without a job to go back to. And actually, my whole intent on coming out to California and going through the Language Institute was that after deployment, I wanted, I needed income and some kind of occupation in which to put myself while I decided the next step. Mm-hmm. And so a year in Monterey was perfect. And it was, of course, within first half year that it was uh, very apparent that I was going to you know, be pursuing this relationship with Ronnie. So it was very simple for me to make that decision to stay. Yeah. That's awesome. So tell us again the timeline. So at this point, you're six months into your relationship. You have been living in Monterey now for about a year, and you were living there for six months. So you guys were kind of here at the same time. Mm-hmm. Found That's about the time I came to Monterey. That's, That's right. right. You That's showed right. up in January? Yeah, it was the end of January. Yeah. Year. So you guys... We started our relationship in, in mid-July, and we were coming out here, like, in December, and then you arrived in January, mm-hmm. um, okay. and our relationship blossomed. Yeah. Because <laughs> until then, Derek and I, we, we trained together, and, and we knew each other through training interactions, we hadn't really developed a friendship. It was just we're in the same. Yeah, we had we'd split a cab and go see a movie. And yeah, we, mm-hmm. we knew we liked movies and we had both English majors, so mm-hmm. we did <laughs> approach movies the same way yep. and talk about similar stuff. And, mm. Yeah, and it went <laughs> when you're in army training. I mean, you meet some great people and you meet some terrible people. It's kind of a mix. So when you meet like somebody who's a really, really great person, 
you kind of want to be friends with that one, you know? Yeah. And that um, sort of thing sticks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I found out that he was here already, it made it easier because I was able to find a roommate. And all the things Ronnie said, you know, he puts you at ease. You can you can just hang out. You can talk. Get to know each other. You can go see a movie. And I baked pizza for him his first night here. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a great roommate situation where he's like, I'm going to make some pizza. You want some? That's great. And I'm like, I'm going to put some Star Trek on as some background while I do homework. Do you mind? And he's like, I never mind. Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Match me in heaven. I know, right? Mm-hmm. We had our um, little action figures hanging side by side. Picard and Worf. They it was did. perfect. Yeah. That's me. But so that, yeah, anyway, <laughs> another tangent. I'm good at those. You guys have been dating so for several months, for around several six months. months when when right. I got I got here, I met you guys then, mm-hmm. and then so um, you had always known them together. Yeah. Well, I knew Ben before mm-hmm. from uh, oh, that's right. A year that's, two. That's true. It was right, it was right. about two years since I had first met you at that point. I think. Yeah, because because yeah. we met January two thousand twelve, okay. and yes. I hadn't seen you since that March March two thousand. That's true. Because we met up for lunch when I was moving across. That's the country. right. That's I, right. I, I yes. saw you in Denver. Yep. Right before you deployed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So then I met. I saw you guys again. You guys had been dating for a while. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but it was a little over a year after that when you got engaged. Right, February. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we're about there because you guys mm-hmm. started dating, what month was that? July 20, 2013. Okay, so and then like August, September-ish, you guys decided this is it. Like mm-hmm. we want to mm-hmm. see this to the end, whatever mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. that might be. Either I do or really the end. Mm-hmm. And then... The year after that, you got engaged. So you guys had about a year engagement ish, a little under a year. February of two thousand fifteen, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, two thousand fifteen. Okay, so you guys were engaged for like fourteen months. Mm-hmm. That was a long engagement. Yeah. 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 I can't yeah. imagine. That's fine. That's all good. Plenty of time for planning. Great. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, and especially around here, it's it's kind of the destination wedding place. So it was sure. either we had to get married within. Like three months or don't do 14 that. months. <laughs> right. Do right. that. Do that. So yeah. what made you get married here in the Bay Area versus, because you're from San Diego? Southern, Southern California, yeah. uh, Lancaster, then, Palmdale area. Okay. Small little town. So which made you choose here versus like one of your hometowns? Oh. Well, because our home's here. Well, our, our friends are here. Our families, we knew our families would have had to travel one regardless mm-hmm. kind of everybody would be traveling regardless and mm-hmm. so this would be a good place and trying to plan a, a wedding from a long distance mm-hmm. what seemed yeah. like a terrible idea especially with working, We're both working and, i'm going back to school yeah so yeah. It, it just made sense to you know plan it here it's a nice place and we're here to plan it so and this is where we we fell in love and yeah. that's, that's true so yeah that, that was a big part of it too that yeah. is true and then you had this house already and then mm-hmm. So I think it was it was nice to be able to like just come home for mm-hmm. your first night together. The, the, the first week like after the wedding. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I, I had to move everything over, so we like I still had like my bed and you know a lot of okay. those things still at my house with the housemates, and so it was like the the day after the wedding we did some of the major moving over here, oh, which was good. But it was great because there was a good like three weeks or a month that Ben was able to to get our home kind of. Pieced together, and he stayed here. Yeah, it was uh, it was weeks. right after your birthday, so I think like the first few days of April. Yeah, that gave us, it gave me like a couple weeks to you know get some boxes moved in, organize the kitchen because we love the kitchen. Yeah, and um, yeah, do do some preliminary you know move in type stuff. Some prep work. 
and it, it's interesting because we were we were really excited to have it, have our own home, and so it was and it it was financially better for us to have one place than to be living in the two, and mm-hmm. so we were talking, okay, we can we can get married, um, have a little private ceremony. And then, you know, move into this house together, you know, find a place and move in together. And then we'll have the big, like, wedding celebration mm-hmm. with everybody there. And we were trying to trying to work that out. And during marriage counseling, actually, we had, our, our church has a life church on Wednesday nights during the summer. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a marriage counseling session on a Wednesday late. And, and usually we can't go because, like, work and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But we're like, okay, well, hey, let's just stop in. And the whole service was about the celebration of the wedding mm. and how important that is and, you know, to really celebrate that with your family and your community and, you know, how important that mm. is. And so it was just such a, like, God wrapping his arms around us and saying, just be patient. Right. <laughs> just calm down. So The message yeah. was clear for the us. The message was clear I mean, we, we walked us. out, we, like, we kind of just looked at each other and it was like... like you heard what I heard, right? Yep. Yep. All right. All right. <laughs> let's just, let's wait. Let's, <laughs> let's let it, let it go. Yeah. And our, our pastor for our marriage counseling, he's like, well, why don't, why don't, and he must have known. He, he had to have known. He's like, well, you know, let's think about it and let's talk next week because he knew we were going to listen. And so. That's great. So, so to be clear, this was because you originally were just going to have a small ceremony and then mm-hmm. do the, like, yeah, the reception exactly, later. Exactly. Uh, uh, how do you put it? Um. We, we were trying to, what is it when you, that, uh, I think it slips your, your foot into the shoe, shoe, uh, shoehorn. Shoe we were trying to shoehorn getting a place, uh, <laughs> or, or getting married so we could get a place. Right. And, and God said, well, just, just hang on. Yeah. You know, cool your jets, be patient, I've got this. And, you know, we found this house in the right time. Much later. And th- this place is, is a check mark in every box. Yeah. It's it's got everything that we were looking for, and um, that is that is you can't find that not without God's help, God's mm-hmm. timing. So that was that was a big answered prayer. Mm-hmm. I love hearing about couples that wait to move in together after, because that was the same with us, obviously. And everybody that wasn't necessarily in our church circle, they're like surprised, like, oh, so you waited? Even our landlady was kind of like, oh, that's so cute. You guys are waiting to move in. It was like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's how it should be, right? But um, it's just such a, a non-cultural thing right now. Like, you know, obviously people are just doing whatever they want. And then there's these studies that I'm, I just used, I read about that people that live together before getting married actually have a higher uh, divorce rate, which mm-hmm. is crazy because you're living with somebody without the standard of marriage. And once you do get married, those nothing changes other than like this piece of paper to that mm-hmm. particular couple. And so it's like, how do you adjust for this life change that you made when everything else is kind of staying the same? Like, there's no recognition of the impact of what an actual marriage and the ceremony and, like, the sacredness of what that mm-hmm. means. Um, so it just warms my heart to hear people, like, doing it in an order that really makes sense. I mean, there's so many financial things that you could say that's like, oh, if we live together, right. that, you know, mm-hmm. it, well, I would, I would say that yeah. there are, I'm, I'm running into more and more Christians who are living mm-hmm. together. What that means behind bedroom doors, I don't know, but I've heard somebody argue, well, you could theoretically like live in different rooms or just like abstain from sex 
But if you're living together, that's just such a huge temptation, especially if you're getting closer to the marriage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we're already going to get married. Why? You know, like, this is a whole other podcast, of course. But there, there's something so beautiful. So, so not so much on the side of why it would be bad to do it. On the other side of why it's so beautiful. Like, for us, I yeah. think it was things I, I couldn't have imagined or even tried to um, anticipate. So being able to move in after the marriage, um, there's that, that unity, that oneness, um, even even for things like financially of, like, we're married. Yeah, we just have one bank account. There you go. And we're able to share things financially where we wouldn't necessarily be able to do if we weren't married or having that, right? And then just this, this idea and this feeling of we were in this together, we moved in this house together as one, as one couple, right. and, and it becomes our home together, yeah. not his home and my home. It, it's, I don't even know how to explain it exactly, but there's something very beautiful on the side of, you know, the glory of, of, of trusting God and, and trusting that it was important to both of us that we, we did that. I think it's, you have your whole marriage to be, to live together. And it's really amazing that dating period, even though it seems like forever, it's really so small. In such a short amount of time. Yeah, in the span of, you yeah. hope, at least 40, 50, 60, you know. Mm-hmm. So we veered a little bit off That's of right. uh, uh, online dating. No, it's no one's fault. I just think it's it's great because this is what the eventual goal is mm-hmm. in any mode of dating. But just going back to online dating specifically, how many people in your own circle, because you said that your housemates all mm-hmm. were kind of doing it, like how, if I may use the, even the word successful, do mm-hmm. you think it is? So you know quite a few people mm-hmm. that have gotten married out of online dating. One, well, one set that's who, who's engaged. My mom and her husband, uh, so my my stepfather now, uh, they actually met online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then sister mm-hmm. and her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I'm sure I know other people. And, yeah, more. I can't think of any besides. But it's what you make of it. I mean, it, it can be, it, it's what you make of it. And, and I think people going into it with the right attitude and not the weird pressures, you know, can be very successful in it. I think this whole conversation we've been having speaks to that because just saying it's what you make of it. And the fact that mm-hmm. you guys were approaching it with all these intentional standards and certain practices in mind, mm-hmm. things that you would approach into any dating relationship, Plenty of Fish was just the means the to meet each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. the way to that stepping off point. And from right. there on, you did dating just like you would if you'd met anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and to remove that stigma of online dating being weird or just strange. I think it's true. I think for the last now 10 years, I've run into a handful of people that have had successful online encounters, meaning like either they got married or are now in long-term relationships with that person. And I think I would also say that a successful online dating experience doesn't necessarily end in you staying with that person. I think it's also like any dating context is discovering who you gel with yes. discovering yourself discovering your likes and dislikes mm-hmm. and not to put too much on the whole like amazon version of dating where you're just kind of trying all oh, these man. random people not saying that but i think there is a certain intentionality that you need to go into it and knowing yourself well enough of okay this person there's this red flag or there's this like fundamental thing that thought would be okay but you know after a certain point I don't think it's going to be okay and just knowing those things about yourself and knowing how you can 
match and fit with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, cause Ronnie, you said this earlier, just like Ben matches you or mm-hmm. fits you so well. And, and I think with any successful relationship, I think that is how you should see it. You know, you're never going to find somebody that's perfect. I mean, none of us are, but then you have to ask, well, what does that even mean? Like perfect for me, that's one thing, but perfect. So like, we're all going to do something dumb or, you know, we're going to disappoint the other person as long as dating or that other person is not the idol and you just make God, God, I think it will still be successful. And I think it's not about, am I going to get a marriage out of every date that I have? Obviously that's not right, but I want people to not be afraid to explore different options like online dating. Mm -hmm. We just did an episode on speed dating a couple of weeks ago. And you can meet anybody anywhere. It's just way mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah. And, and boundaries. And that's where boundaries mm-hmm. are so important because if you have those boundaries in place, then you have that freedom to to learn about other people and learn what what mm-hmm. um, what you like and, and, and what is right. a good fit for you. Without yeah. feeling like you have divulged parts of your soul or you've right. taken parts of someone else's heart or whatever, you know, there's, there's a certain a certain journey to intimacy. And I think need to stay more on this don't side yeah I don't don't awaken love before it's time you protect your heart yeah. protect your treasure yeah, yeah. and I, I don't think we do that well i hope and pray as mary ashley and i keep talking about like i hope this podcast is part of that conversation and to help people think about those things because we're not taught to we're not taught to think about the other person's heart we're not taught to even make ourselves valuable because uh women on especially you know we we are bombarded with images of what the perfect woman looks Mm -hmm. like and we think we need to compare ourselves and i'm sure men experience this to a degree as well yeah have you seen any superhero movies right have you seen uh covers of muscle and fitness (laughs) yeah well we're gonna go in on friday to go watch wonder woman and i just like (laughs) (laughs) i got my wonder woman it's okay thank you very much fantastic is there anything else you would like to say about online dating or just relationships in general because in the end it's about finding fulfilling relationships um i think women need to be careful and be safe absolutely have you know tell somebody if you're gonna go meet someone tell Mm -hmm. someone you know you love it you know where you're gonna be and when you're expected to be home um and if you have a bad date or two it's fine It makes for great stories later. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. The first half of when we started this podcast, we would always end with like our real life dating fails or real yeah. life dating horror yeah. stories. We don't do those anymore. But um, we definitely have had some fun stories. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, I just have a couple things. I'd say uh, you know, as for the stigma of online dating, you know, again for us it was just it was an introduction. You know, and that's that's all we expected of it. That's all we made it. Yeah. You know, we, we took it in our own hands, uh, you know, this relationship, and we made it what it is. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's it's just about timing and chemistry. You know, whatever, what, however you meet somebody, and in our case it was through online dating, and that was enough. Mm-hmm. I guess the other, the other thing about, like, being courteous, you know, letting someone know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested or, mm-hmm. or I am interested, I think that's... That's an important courtesy to to maintain, like especially online, because um, you know we talked about not stringing people along, and there were there were a couple times when I was engaged in dialogue with a couple women, and suddenly they just dropped off the face of the earth. I 
going to know what to think. Did I say something wrong? Right. Can you clue me in? Are you just not interested? But by that time, you know, I, I was, you know, with Ronnie. Well, we're married now, so that worked out, <laughs> worked out very well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I just learned that term recently within the last year of doing this podcast, ghosting. I guess that's a, that's oh, yeah. a thing. Like, yeah. that's, that's what that is, right? Yeah. You just kind of drop somebody off, and because just leave a party. you don't necessarily know each other other than, like, online dating or whatever, it's not like you're running into that person, so you can you can just block that person, or you can just stop communicating with that person. And that, that comes from a fear of letting yeah. someone down or hurting their feelings, and a lot of times you might be surprised that you're not going to hurt their feelings as much yeah. as you think you will. And, <laughs> and, and you, you would show respect by, by indicating that you can take it if, if I tell you I'm not interested. So please yeah. do. No. And, and give the nice guys a chance. Give the nice guys a chance. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> and guys, be nice. Guys, be nice. <laughs> yeah. And also, Amen. be nice without expecting something. Like, oh there's goodness. that unspoken yeah. rule that if I do nice things for you, then I get things in return. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's not that's a nice guy. That's thing. not kindness. No, and no. people have written about this, and it's, yeah. it's not a, no, it doesn't work. And, so and girls yeah. should not expect anything less than a gentleman. And... So, and it's okay to, to say no thank you if someone's yeah. not being gentlemanly, gentlemanly t- towards you. You don't have to worry about it. So when you were saying girls be safe, like men, make it safe. Right. Make it safe. You know what I mean? Right. Even if you're, if, yeah. it doesn't have to be someone you're in love with to step in and look out for her safety. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Treat, every woman, put up like, with it. treat every woman like your well, sister yeah. until she's your wife. I, th- I think, yeah. Well, 
with that, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank you thank for you having us. On behalf of Mary Ashley, and thank you, Derek, for joining me on this yeah, one. Thanks and for letting me come again. <laughs> this has been another episode of Fishes of Men. Until next time, keep swimming. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This has been another episode of Fishers of Men. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email us at fishersofmenpodcast at gmail.com or find us on our website at fishersofmenpodcast.com. We are also on Facebook under Fishers of Men. Follow us on Twitter at at LA Gone Fishing or on Instagram at Fishers of Men Podcast. There is an underscore after each word. Please also remember to rate and make comments on iTunes if you feel so inclined. It's really important so that other people can discover our podcast. I'm Larson Sams. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. Until next time, keep swimming.